From the world-famous city of New Orleans, it's the Black and Blue Report. Starring Sean Kelly, producer Dan, D-Dub in the Black and Blue Orchestra, yeah. and the Benchwarmers. Today's special guests include the New Orleans Saints, the New Orleans Pelicans, and whoever else we could get to stop by. Online and worldwide, it's the Black and Blue Report. Live, sort of, from Studio B, here's Sean Kelly and John DeShazer. How goes it? Monday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I hope this finds you well. We hope that you had a fantastic, fantastic last weekend in July. John DeShazer's here today. Sean Kelly with you. D-Dub and the Black and Blue Orchestra. And producer Dan, as we're getting set to uh, start up week number two of this new program. And we've got a great show lined up for you today. We'll have a stacked up uh, lineup of guests, including uh, the new rookie, Kenny Vaccaro, who has been turning heads early in New Orleans Saints training camp. Hall of Famer Marshall Falk will be here today as well. And we'll also check in with Saints offensive line coach Brett Ingalls, because we've got to talk to him about the ongoing process of selecting a new starting left tackle there to protect uh, Drew Brees and company. So with that, we get the show started today. Uh, we may get the mailbag later on today, but certainly we'll also wrap up the show with a post-practice report, day four of training camp, and we'll hope to hear from uh, Sean Payton post-practice before we get out of here today on the Black and Blue Report. John's here. Good weekend for you, sir. Absolutely fabulous weekend if you count uh, going to training camp practices. But <laughs> finally Sunday, we get around to seeing the team in pads. So, you know, that's always kind of the real beginning of training camp to me. I mean, you see guys kind of, you know, start banging around on one another and getting a little feisty about it. So, you know, you like to see that part of training camp progress. So, yeah, pretty good weekend. Was there one or two things that really stood out? I mean, I, I know there was a lot to see in the first three days, but if you could just put your finger on one or two things, what would they be? Well, I mean, I think one of the guys you mentioned, uh, Kenny Vaccaro, you really like what you see out of him as a safety. It's rare to find a safety who can cover and also run support. So you like to see that out of him. And that's what they thought they were getting out of him. Certainly that seems to be the case right now. Bit on a nice double move on Sunday by, uh, by a receiver. But, you know, that will come with, with experience and with age. He'll, he'll kind of progress into the, into the position. Also like the swagger he plays with. He's a guy who's got a little bit of attitude with him. And uh, Roman Harper said that's something they need on that defense, more guys with a little bit of, of that kind of attitude. Like to see that out of him. And also um, a guy I think we took note of on Sunday, Andy Tanner playing receiver. He's been around the Saints organization for a while. Haven't been able to really play. He's been hurt a little bit, been stashed on the practice squad. But he looks like he's got a real chance of making this roster. There are only two solid receivers we know who the starters are going to be, Lance Moore and Marcus Colson. But behind them, there are a lot of question marks. Guys, the Hope Saints hope will pan out, like a Kenny Stills and those kinds of players, Nick Toon. But Andy Tanner is a guy who's lining up in Colson's spot right now while Colson's on the PUP list as a starter. So you like to see how that progresses through camp. You uh, got a chance to visit with the Hall of Famer over the weekend. Marshall Falk was here reporting for the NFL Network. I'm anxious to hear your visit with him on today's show. Uh, aside from what we'll hear in the visit, um, how was it? How was he? I know that you know he's a guy who's from here, uh, didn't necessarily make his career here, uh, but in some ways he's loosely connected. But then again, 
He's not. Well, you know, Marshall is the New Orleans guy, Carver High School, and he, and he refers to the Saints as we. <laughs> and that's one of the things you like to hear. He refers to the Saints as we. And so, you know, he was obviously a bitter rival of the Saints when he played. He was, he was one of the St. Louis Rams, the greatest show on turf. And those guys had some, you know, really nice battles against Jim Hazlitt's Saints teams. But, you know, he's a, he's a New Orleans guy through and through. And, again, you hear him referring to the Saints now as we, and I guess he's got no reason to because he's retired. And so, you know, he's coming back home and doing a little work for NFL Network. All right. Well, we'll catch that visit along with Brett Ingalls and Kenny Vaccaro as we go along today. Let's see what else happened over the weekend. Ah, yes, baseball. The Hall of Fame inducted no living person this past weekend for the first time, John, since 1965. You know, God, this is all a reflection, a reflection of the steroid era, obviously, because you've got guys who are eligible who just can't get in. You know, your Barry Bonds and your Roger Clemens and your Rafael Palmeros and your Sammy Sosa's and your Mark McGuire's. All those guys are eligible and can't get in, and they're probably and maybe they won't get in, in in any lifetime, much less theirs. So you know, you see the reflection of that. But yeah, it's hard to believe that you couldn't find a single living, breathing guy to go into the Hall of Fame. Am I right? Is football's Hall of Fame this weekend? I believe it is. Yeah, I think so. And, and, and Bill Parcells is going in, right? He is going in. All right, that's Sean Payton's guy. Um, I hope we get to hear from Coach Payton later in the week. If nobody asks, I will. For him to talk about Bill Parcells going in. Well, that's absolutely his guy. I mean, that's his reference point. That's his mentor. He loves Coach Parcells. Uh, Coach Parcells was a great sounding board for him when he came to the Saints to take over the job. I think one of the pieces of advice Coach Parcells gave him was, you know, find out why they hadn't been winning and see if you can correct that. So, you know, he really leans on Coach Parcells. And there was a lot of talk last year when his uh, suspension was pending whether or not Bill Parcells was going to be the guy who was going to be the interim coach for the Saints. So that tells you about their relationship. All right, we'll certainly try and check in with Coach on that topic later on this week. And in golf, Hunter Mahan had the lead on a PGA Tour event and then left the event to be by his wife's side for the birth of their new child. Okay. <laughs> I know you thought about this over the weekend. Would you have kept playing and going for a win, or would you have gone to, to be with your wife and new child? See, now here's the extenuating circumstance. How many kids do you have? Because if you've got three, oh, you can put, stay in play. You're putting qualifiers <laughs> yeah. on that. Okay. If you've got three, you can stay in play. <laughs> if you've got, like, if this is the first, then you got to leave. If this is the second, you got to think about it. And you kind of let her make the call because you feel, you know, pretty good about that. But if you've got three, I mean, she's done it already a couple times. She, you know, she can tough that one out, huh? She doesn't need any coaching, huh? You can't coach her up. <laughs> no, you're digging yourself a hole that I don't necessarily want to put a ladder down into. Um, I think you did the right thing. I do. <laughs> Maybe I'm just trying to be politically correct. No, no, no. He did the right thing. I would have done the same thing. And by the way, spoken like a father of an only child, by the way. <laughs> exactly. Because again, if you got three, hey, man. But if it's the first one, you know, I'm going to run home. Now I'm saying that, you know, but you know, if you don't go, she's going to look out, look at you, and you'll hear about that. The rest, anybody who's married will know. You, you'll, you'll hear about that. You'll pay for that. It's John DeShazer. And you can follow him on Twitter <laughs> at John DeShazer. Uh, or you can follow me on Twitter, too, at Sean Kelly. You guys have been great. Um, jumping on board with the Twitter. That's one way that we can communicate with you all, so feel free to continue doing that. And then producer Dan has also set up a Twitter account for this particular show. It's at Black Blue Report, and uh, with that, you'll be able to figure out who's going to be on the show each and every day. John, we're way over time. Let's get right to our first break, and when we come back, we'll continue with the Black and Blue Report and get started on our list of three great guests today. 
John and I will be back later in the show as well to wrap up day four of training camp. A new era in basketball is here as your Pelicans take flight for the 2013-14 season. By adding all-star Drew Holiday and Rookie of the Year Tyreek Evans to a young and hungry roster, your Pelicans are going to be one of the NBA's most exciting teams. So jump on board now. Over 80% of our seat prices have been reduced. And with all the great benefits of being a season ticket holder, you don't want to miss out. Call 504-525-HOOP or visit pelicans.com to get in on the action today. What makes Auctioner Primary Care such a great choice? Is it because we have 38 health centers throughout the region, some with evening and weekend hours available? Or because we accept close to 50 different insurance plans? Could it be because we offer My Auctioner, which gives you and your family secure online access to your health records, test results, prescription renewals, even emails with your doctor? or that you'll be connected to seven hospitals with 2,500 affiliated physicians who can handle everything from the common to the complex, so you'll never have to wonder if you made the right choice. Actually, what you may like the most is... Yes, we have a location near you. Expertise and convenience. Great reasons to choose an auctioner primary care physician. To find one near you... Visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-AUCTIONER. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. This is Eric, General Manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. And that's when Raising Canes is fan's best friend. Fresh, never-frozen chicken fingers, made fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. Get geared up for the big game and wear what the team wears. Visit the Saints team store at Gate B on the plaza level of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Our guest is offensive line coach for the New Orleans Saints, Brett Ingalls. Uh, and we're both Missouri Valley Conference guys. Uh, Brett, I was a Saluki. I know at one time you were a Shocker. So that, that's one thing that we can at least start off on that foot. Yeah, unfortunately, the Shockers don't play football anymore. Were you there when they, when they shut the program down? Because I know you didn't finish at Wichita State. No, uh, they dropped it, I think, about four years after I left. So the mid-'80s about when they, when they let it go? That's right. I'm uh, first of all I want to congratulate you on your on your new position with the Saints. Uh, so far, so good. Yeah, I, I think the first two days have been real positive. I, I, I mean, the players understand what drills we're trying to do and the techniques we're teaching, and so I think we've been able to build from uh, what we did in the spring to what we're doing today. And I, and obviously, what's really big for us right now is we're going to put the pads on tomorrow, and we're going to have a chance to play real football. That's so important. I talked to Zach Streif yesterday, and he said. We can do only so many things until we have that contact like that. Well, you know, the, the, you know, they use their hands. They use the pads. They grab the pads. The defense grabs the pads. And so it's not real football without them. And so technique-wise, we have to just get what we can out of these drills without pads and, uh, and try to get something positive out of it. Zach Streif says the uh, uh, linemen are the smartest guys in the football field. Are you going to get on that page too? Well, uh, it's certainly a bright group, uh, and historically that's the way it is. There's a lot of things going on up front, 
and they got to be aware, they got to be bright, uh, they got to be able to take in a lot of information, and this group's been really good that way. Both uh, in speaking to Mickey Loomis and Sean Payton this week, they're, they're really dialed into the situation going on with the left tackle on Dries' blind side there, or Breeze's blind, blind side there, it's easy for me to say, not. Um, can you take me through as, as the position coach what that all will entail as far, as far as that process goes this month? Well, you know, when, when you're looking for a starting player like we are at left tackle, you know, that, that player has to develop trust from his teammates up front to the quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, and that happens over time. And so we've been able to work on things mentally here and technique-wise without pads, but starting tomorrow we're going to be able to evaluate it better as to who's going to physically be able to handle it, play in, play out, and be somebody we can trust can handle the workload. Other than your own eyeballs, what other tools can you use in a process, whether it be left tackle, right guard, anywhere else, in evaluating, make sure you've got the right guy at the right spot of the depth chart? Well, the, this trust factor that I was talking about also includes the mental makeup of the player and how he's going to respond to adversity and to when there's a setback on the field. He needs to come back, play the next play, play take every play one at a time. And, uh, and so there's a real mental makeup to that type of player who can put failure behind him, and yet, and yet his physical tools have to be there in order to block the best players in our league. It's amazing how uh, multifaceted it really is. It's easy to, to watch a guy on a field, go through his footwork, how are his techniques, everything else. But, you know, I guess it's what? Is it time in the position, group room, video time, all that, that you learn more about the mental aspect of it? You bet. Our, our guys that have been around here three, four, five years, they're, they're real sharp about what we do in our system. And so when you're a new player, which we have two new players at that position right now, Jason Smith and Teron Armstead, this is all new for them. So it's gonna, they're going to have to learn in a hurry in order to be a contributor. That's why uh, Charles Brown's got the edge on him, only because he's been here in this system. If they come on and they show they can be play consistently and understand with the concept of what we're doing all the time, then they're going to have a chance to uh, to do it as well. I'm glad you brought up the experience factor. And I know those young guys are up against it with that. But is there anything that you've seen in the younger guys that that you think that will develop nicely? Things that they bring to the table that don't include experience. Well, listen, all three of those players have traits that we like, be it their foot quickness, their strength, their ability to adjust in space. They all have positive traits. Now it's utilizing those traits in the system and understanding that I need to be a consistent player. If, if I'm only good four out of five snaps, then we're gonna have a problem. I have to know what the product is we're putting on the field and understand that that's what we're gonna get most of the time. Brett, good stuff. Thanks, and, uh, and we'll be watching for sure. All right, thank you. Brett Engels, offensive line coach for the New Orleans Saints, as we continue on the Black and Blue Report after this. Somewhere in a town like the one you're in, there is a person like you headed to a store to buy Bud Light. However, these Bud Lights give you a chance to win prizes that are best described as music firsts, like Monster DNA headphones, access to tracks and merchandise from today's hottest artists, and even tickets to one of Bud Light Music First's history-making 5051 concerts on August 1st. But before people like you can win, they need to head to a place where Bud Light is sold. It's finally here, Bud Light Music First. Enter the code inside specially marked packages of Bud Light for your chance to win one of over 500,000 music prizes all summer long. Visit BudLight.com slash Music First for rules and more information. 
Bud Light music first. It's the sound of history being made. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Open to U.S. residents 21 and over. Ends 8-15-13. Play without purchase. Mail your name, email address, and age to Music First Game. P.O. Box 753-726, El Paso, Texas, 88575. Void where prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. St. Louis, Missouri. Hey there. What you having? Um, what kind of specials do you have today? Well, tonight we're doing $2 benzene and tonics, $4 lemon arsenics, and $5 beryllium bombs. Wait, what? Those don't sound like drinks. They sound like types of poison. Well, it's a fine line. Besides, this is a smoky bar. What do you think we're all breathing in right now? Uh, I don't know. Nicotine? Listen, I'm gonna hook you up. You're not really living until you've had a formaldehyde martini. Yeah, I'm going home. Secondhand smoke does more than just stink. It costs Louisiana thousands of lives and contains dozens of harmful chemicals that lead to things like emphysema, heart disease, and lung cancer. Learn what's being done to protect all Louisianans in bars and gaming facilities at letsbetotallyclear.org. Welcome back to the Black and Blue Report. Here with New Orleans native Marshall Falk Hall of Fame running back, Carver High School alum. Marshall's joining us here at Saints camp. And Marshall, what are some of the things you guys are looking for out of the Saints this upcoming season? Well, um, you know, new young players, uh, older players that may, may be um, getting an opportunity that they didn't have, so like Mark Ingram to be the number one guy here. Uh, just just, uh, just different stories um, that, that we can take out of camp. Um, how some of the older guys are adjusting to a new defense. I mean, uh, this is the what third defensive coordinator and three new exactly. the third defensive coordinator in three years. So um, all of those things are things that that we look at and just to see if we can say, okay, um, these are the adjustments that they're making. These are some of the issues that they're having, and this is where they're at right now. As a running back, you were a guy who was multifaceted. Didn't need to come off the field. Equal receiver as and runner. What advice would you give Mark Ingram and Pierre Thomas and Darren Sproles? Guys are going to have to share that load. Uh, I think Pierre Thomas he gets it. He understands it. Um, I think uh, Darren Sproles gets it. Uh, he he understands it. If th- those guys have been in the league a while, it's more for Mark. If you're going to be the number one guy, <clears throat> you got to stay healthy. And, and and Mark's battled little nagging injuries throughout his time here in New Orleans. And this is a unique opportunity for him. Um, they've, they've given him an opportunity. So, he, you know, he, he, he got to get out there and perform and, and make sure that, that he's healthy. I mean, and I keep harping on health because as a running back, um, that's the one thing that you fight week in and week out, the nagging little nicks, bumps, and bruises. Uh, you, you fight those and you want to make sure that, you're, that, that you can play through them. And, and not let that hinder your performance. Now, how has your life changed as a Hall of Famer? I mean, we all see you, you know, at the induction ceremonies and those kind of things, but how does it change in the aftermath? Uh, you know, I'm still the same person. Um, it, it's it's like, a, you know, a, a doctor doing a residency. You know, you're, you're doing all the things. It's just you're still helping people. Uh, people still look at you the same way. It's just what they call you. I have a different title now. Um, you know, I got I basically got my doctorate in football now. I got my <laughs> HOF. You know, you get yeah. your Ph.D., I got exactly. my HOF. <laughs> now, as a New Orleanian, uh, you saw the Saints growing up. As a St. Louis Ram, you guys were bitter rivals for a while. What do you think of the state of the franchise now? Because the Saints were, you know, a downtrodden franchise for so long, but it seems they've turned the corner and maybe headed in the in the right direction for a long time now. Um, 
structure and the and the structure and the unit at each level is uh, it's it's phenomenal. Uh, Mr. Benson, um, he and uh, his uh, he and Rita they they've done a great job at at bringing in guys like Mickey Loomis, bringing in guys like Sean Payton, bringing in guys like Drew Brees. And what they do is they're not just they're not just good people on the football field or in the building. They're good people in the community. They make a difference around here, and and that's what you need. You need you need great leadership. The, the the better the leadership at the top, the better the leadership gonna be on the football field and in the locker room and in the meeting rooms and in the office. And and that's what they've done. They've brought in classy people um, to help turn this organization around. And uh, you know we, we're we're black and gold here. We we bleed this. We're all about the Saints. And um, I'm a huge Saints fan. And I'm just I'm just happy to see. Uh, the organization looked at as one of the class organizations. Now, last year, um, I don't want to pretend like this didn't happen. You know, with the uh, with the whole with the whole bounty situation, it really it really put a bad taste in people's mouth about what they thought about the Saints. But that's not us. Um, that's football. It's it's football. That's been in football. Um, it, it's going to continue to be in football. Maybe not in that facet. But um, but I hate that that we were the ones who had to shoulder the load of, oh, that's how they play football. All right, that's the Black and Blue Report with Marshall Falk. We appreciate your time, Marshall. Thank you. What do you say to someone whose heart is on the line? That at Auctioner, an entire team of experts will collaborate to develop the best treatment for you? That we have procedures so revolutionary they aren't available anywhere else in the region? including breakthrough ways to more effectively manage heart failure and repair heart valves? That U.S. News & World Report ranks Auctioner Medical Center's heart program among the nation's very best? Or that with over 170 heart experts and seven hospitals to choose from, the exceptional cardiac care you need is always close to home? Actually, the most important thing to say is... Your results are back. Everything looks great better outcomes. Just one more reason to choose Auctioner. To find a heart specialist near you, visit auctioner.org or call 1-866-Auctioner. That's O-C-H-S-N-E-R. Auctioner. Healthcare with peace of mind. A message from Mr. Monopoly. Hello again. Since teeming with the Louisiana Lottery to give away part of my vast fortune for the Monopoly scratch-off game, I've been tickled pink that the winner bell has been ringing so frequently. There's a winner right now. Oh, my, another winner. <laughs> Jimmy, perhaps it would be wise to check the winner bell once more just to be sure. You could win up to $100,000. Play the Monopoly scratch-off game for real money. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Monopoly is a trademark of Hasbro and is used with permission. This is Eric, general manager of the Raising Canes and Kenner. To describe a Saints fan, you could say excited, committed, but definitely hungry. Yeah! And that's when Raising Canes is fan's best friend. Fresh, never-frozen chicken fingers, made-fresh daily cane sauce, and a friendly Cane's crew committed to serving you the best chicken finger meals around. Raising Cane's, official chicken of the New Orleans Saints. One city, one team, one love. Hardwood, hardball, and hard knocks. This is the Black and Blue Report. Well, our next guest here on the Black and Blue Report is uh, a young man who comes to us from Austin, Texas, and the Texas Longhorns. 
And I got to get the correct pronunciation. Is it Kenny Vaccaro or Kenny Vaccaro? The first one, Vaccaro. Vaccaro, very good. Hey, there's a lot of people talking, Kenny, about your first few days here in camp. Have you felt good? I mean, I felt great. I mean, uh, I think I had a good OTAs and mini camp, and I kind of just let that momentum build into training camp. Take me through the difference between a year ago at this time in Austin, Texas, and this time of year in New Orleans, Louisiana. I mean, this is my job. I wake up each and every day understanding that uh, this is what I get paid to do, and my expectation level is much higher being a first-rounder. And um, I know each and every day I got to come out and prove to these guys why I'm here. Different guys talk about the speed of the game. How much different is it from what you saw at the Division One level to now the NFL? Um, I mean, I played obviously at Texas, the biggest school. Where there's a lot of great, good talent opponents. So. Um, it's a lot of speed, but yeah, it's faster, especially with the D-line and the linebackers. Guys are just so much more athletic and can do so many different things. When it comes to leaning on veterans, have you picked out a couple that you're really looking toward? I mean, I just watched guys like Roman Harper, Malcolm Jenkins, and even Keenan Lewis came from Pittsburgh. He's got a lot of wisdom for me, and these guys just coach me up every day and try to get me better because at the end of the day, we all become a better team. The, um, the idea of you as a, as a nickelback, can you help fans understand the difference between what would be a normal assignment on a corner or on the edge and, and, and a nickelback? Is there truly a difference? There's really not a difference yeah. now. Sometimes you, you can, like guys like Victor Cruz in the slot, they're going to have to cover one of the most dynamic receivers for the Giants. But uh, with me being 220 pounds, I can help in the run game, but I can also cover receivers. So you can, you can hide your looks a little bit. I'm going to let you brag a little bit here. What would you say is the best thing about your skill set at the moment? Are you, are you better? Uh, you tell me. I think, like Coach Ryan said, I think I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. Put me on an island, blitz me, sit, put me deep, ask me to do things, ask me just to take up a block to free up another guy. I'll just do whatever it takes, and I think that's what I bring to the team. Whether I'm covering the NBA or the NFL, I always watch young guys try and make a great impression, and I think it's fantastic early in training camps. And I know there's probably that fine line to be walked sometime between making that impression and and uh, kind of making a name for yourself and also finding that right niche for you. Is that is that challenging on the football field? I mean, yeah. I mean, like today, sometimes you come on blitz, you get approached by a pro bowler like Darren Sproles, and you don't know where to just run through or let him go. And, I mean, you just got to understand that there is limits. I mean, we got to win games. We all are a team. And, um, but at the end of the day, you still want to be physical, and you still want to earn the respect of the team. It's amazing. You know, in a, in a sport that's as violent as football, there is that, that I guess, for lack of a better word, etiquette. Oh, you got to have etiquette. Uh, Jimmy Graham co comes over the middle, not seeing me. I'm not going to hit him. He's one of the best Titans in the league. We need him to win games, um, but I'll be physical when I need to. This is such a process, training camp. Have you allowed yourself to look forward to perhaps that first preseason game? Not really, because really to me there's no light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> it's only been three days. I'm just trying to get better each and every day, and um, hopefully after the scrimmage next Saturday I'll be, I'll be kind of start zeroing on the game. What are you doing with your free time here during camp, if there is any? There really isn't any, but if I can, just call my family and call my son. That's good. Good luck to you. Continued good efforts out there. All right, thank you. Kenny Vaccaro, our rookie quarterback here with the New Orleans Saints, as they continue through training camp, and we'll continue on the Black and Blue Report right after this. The second annual Saints Back to Football Run presented by Chevron will be held on Saturday, August 31st. The 5K race benefiting Team Gleason, the One Fund Boston, and the Greater New Orleans Sports Foundation will include an NFL Play 61-mile fun run for kids. Participants of all abilities will have the opportunity to race through the streets of downtown New Orleans towards the finish line at the 50-yard line of the Mercedes-Benz Superdome. Gumbo and Sir Saint, along with the Saint Stations, will be on hand to cheer on participants. And a post-race party with live entertainment and a beer garden will take place in Champion Square. 
All participants will receive a Saints Back to Football Run shirt, a commemorative finisher's medal, and an NFL-approved bag. Registration is now open at nflrunseries.com slash saints. Lotto is all across Louisiana with cash jackpots starting at $250,000. That's a whole lot of cash. From the neon lights of Shreveport, Bossier City to the banks of Grand Isle, Lotto is your game. It doesn't leave the state, and there's nothing like it anywhere else. It's Louisiana fun just for Louisiana. Lotto, it's a whole lot of cash. Must be at least 21 to purchase. Don't want to miss out on any of the action? Get connected with your New Orleans Pelicans 24-7-365. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter for exclusive prizes and giveaways. Plus, get text messages with all the latest breaking news right on your phone with Pelicans Mobile Alerts. Visit Pelicans.com for information on these great features. Plus, sign up for Pelicans Insider with weekly updates from the Pelicans. Join the conversation today. Final segment of today's Black and Blue Report. Glad you've made it to the end with us. And we've made it to the end of practice over at Saints Training Camp. And day four, John is in the books. Uh, a lot more physical today, perhaps the most physical day uh, thus far, uh, second day in pads. What were your impressions of today's practice? Well, you called it a lot more physical. Um, you saw the de defenders, and I think they were probably supposed to be in a hold them up situation, but a lot of times they weren't exactly being gentle with their teammates, banging them to the ground. And, 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 uh, and so, yeah, it was a lot more physical, but you can see that kind of thing coming. It's training camp. These guys have the pads on. They're ready to get ready to, to, to really play some football, to hit somebody besides each other. So you can kind of see that kind of thing coming. Yeah, I talked to Joseph Morgan. He said uh, we should have seen it coming. We didn't. It surprised us, but he said that yesterday they thought it would be really physical. It really wasn't, so he knew it was going to come at some point. Yeah, you, and I would expect it to, to have been yesterday also, but, you know, as long as they get it in, because, you know, these defenders, these guys are trying to set a tempo, establish an attitude, so you knew eventually they were going to start banging around these offensive guys, and you can expect the offensive guys to turn the tables on them at some point in time. There's going to be some blocking where there should be some holding up and those kinds of things. Otherwise, things went pretty well. I thought most guys had a pretty decent day. Injury-wise, only Martez Wilson is banged up. It's an elbow issue. We don't know any more than that. We'll probably learn more either as the day or the days uh, progress here at training camp. Let's get real quick, as it just happened uh, shortly ago, head coach Sean Payton with some thoughts after today's practice. Today's installation was our second installation, which really was what we had done two days ago. So there's a lot of rep repetition here that they're getting familiar with both the defense and offensive calls and what we're asking them to do in the kicking game but tomorrow we'll be uh, on to a new installation so the first two non-padded practice practices that we had were the same as from a scheme standpoint as the last two padded practices tomorrow will be a little different the two teams that played in the Super Bowl last year had established fullbacks we believe in you know having a fullback now there's snaps where they're not on the field but it's, for us, it's much like you know one of your inside linebackers. You know, you you may not play him every down, but they're going to be an integral part of what you do. And so Jed uh, has has done a real good job there, and he's got competition. But we think it's important to run the football uh, within the framework of our two-back offense. Now, again, that doesn't mean every play. You know, there's so much situational and substitution football going on that 
that would include that position? Well, you've got two veteran players that have started in this league in Luke and Seneca, and, and then obviously the young player, Ryan, from Tulane. So uh, that gives us some flexibility. But those guys, I think, are handling what we're giving them pretty well. Luke's been here for a prior training camp before going to Atlanta. And Seneca's, you know, com- really completing his first offseason and now into training camp. But all of those, all three of those guys are doing well. So there's the head coach for you. Of course, we'll have plenty more later on today on NewOrleansSaints.com as the uh, New Orleans Saints afternoon wrap will be uh, taped and up online for you later this afternoon. I'll also be looking for J.D.'s written word a little bit later today. That'll do it for our show on this Monday. We'll look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Roman Harper will be our guest tomorrow, amongst others. And we'll look for you online, certainly, starting at 1 Central on the Black and Blue Report. For producer Dan and for John DeShazer, Sean Kelly saying so long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 1 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.